Welcome to the Sport Feels Life podcast, where we're bringing you interviews with coaches and athletes at the top of their game. This is a community to support coaches, athletes, and fans who share a passion for making the world a better place through athletics. We are serving our community and providing a variety of resources to grow and win as a team in the sports we play and the life we live. We are your hosts. I'm Ashley. And I'm Megan. And we're so excited to bring you all things Sport Feels Life. Hey, Ashley, how's it going? I'm actually really stressed out right now about my fall volleyball team. Oh, no. What's going on? Sports funding at our school is cut by 75% because of the pandemic. And now our players aren't going to have the equipment and uniform updates that we were hoping for. That does sound stressful, but have you heard about Team Connections' Team Store fundraising platform? I think it could really help you out this season. No, I actually haven't. Tell me more. Well, not only can you use this fundraiser to boost team spirit during these crazy times, but you can also customize merchandise on top brands with your team's logo to earn cash back for your program without even having to send your players out door to door to collect money or worrying about delivering orders. The Team Connection Team Store is a COVID-safe fundraising platform that can make a big difference for your team this year. Oh, wow. That sounds like exactly what I need. How do I get a team store set up? Setting up your own team store is easy and free. Simply go to teamconnection.com and select the team stores tab to learn more. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Megan. I'm going right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Sport Feels Life podcast. I'm so excited about today's guest, the amazing Tammy Matheny. She's been a coach and athletic director who's helped to produce nationally ranked teams, conference champions, and win numerous individual awards. All that, and she's the author of The Confidence Journal, The Confident Athlete, and her newest book, This Is Good. Tammy has worked with college and recreational athletes, as well as junior high and high school athletes in golf, soccer, softball, lacrosse, tennis, baseball, basketball, running, and weightlifting. She has a passion for sports and how the mental game affects performance. You guys are going to love this conversation on confidence. Whether you're an athlete or not, this is such a great conversation. All right. Um, my journey's been kind of all over the place. Uh, wasn't necessarily planned, but I went to uh, grad school for sports admin and ended up getting a job as a men and women's tennis coach at a college. And I know from an athlete, I'd always benefited from physically and mentally being in shape. I was never the strongest, quickest, or had the best skills, but I had success from the mental and physical part. And there was something about the mental that just resonated with. So I was always reading or talking to people. Of course, back then, it was, there wasn't really a field of sports psychology or anything with the brain. But with my tennis teams, I had started trying to apply anything I could. It was kind of haphazard, but we were always the best mentally and physically you know, trained teams there were. So I knew there was something to it. And then I met a a guy named Dr. Patrick Colm, who's down in Florida and has done a lot with professional athletes and uh, got a certification through him. Um, You know, he's been a good mentor and just kind of uh, started testing it on my teams and knew eventually I wanted to get out of coaching and kind of led me where I am today. So it was never really planned. It just kind of due to my passion and interest got me where I am today. 
Can you talk more about mentorship in general, maybe how you got connected to Dr. Combe and how beneficial that relationship was for you? So I always read his material. He had a great podcast and just got to know him through all of that. So he has been great. Uh, Since then, I don't really know if there's been a mentor, but a lot of peers that have really helped me grow and bounce ideas off of. That's awesome. Would you say that maybe these kinds of connections have helped to define or shape your own career and how things are working for you in the way that you operate and maybe speak on what kind of impact that has had? Oh, definitely. You know, in the field I'm in, it's not like you can, if you're a coach and you call up another coach and, hey, what kind of drills can you do for this? So it's been great in having people similar minded in a similar areas where I can talk to, bounce ideas off of, and also it, mental game coaches, mental skills coaches, performance coaches, you know, there's different names, but one thing most of us have in common is that we're positive and productive with our mindsets. So of course that is a big influence on me if I'm having struggling with my mindset. Um, but reading and talking to people and connecting with people has led me to John Gordon. And I've gotten to be on his team, uh, which is a small team. And just the people in this group, it's like we're a family now. Or this is my team, actually. And so it's been neat to have that and not, not just feeling like I'm all alone on this journey and trying to struggle and figure out what to do. Um, when I was men and women's tennis coach, I immediately was a head coach and never was an assistant coach, which was, it sounds great, but it was very difficult and not having that mentor or leader. And then being a female coach, coaching a men's sport, there were very few male coaches that wanted to help or be a mentor. So I really had to learn on my feet. So I think in this job, it's been great of having so many like-minded people to bounce ideas off or or to challenge you to grow. In any success, we don't do it alone. And the more we connect and build relationships, then the stronger we're going to be. So do you feel like there is a positive impact that being involved in sports, the role that that plays into a mental wellness, do you feel like that there are some positive ways that being in sports, being in that mindset just plays into supporting mental wellness? I definitely do. And, you know, in colleges right now, it's the hot topic with mental health, even in high schools. I'm not a mental health specialist, but I feel like what I do and what others in my field do should be implemented more because we can provide some proactive pieces with teaching confidence building, with teaching how to have a productive or positive mindset. How do you adapt to change? How do you handle adversity? And I don't want to say every mental health issue comes from those, but I think we could really decrease the amount of mental health issues if we were teaching our athletes and even our students those skill sets. And again, I think that would prevent a lot of, of mental health issues. Yeah, I agree completely. I think also, I mean, there's been so many athletes professionally that have come forward and kind of shared their struggles with mental health. And I think that's kind of opening up a bit, taking the stigma out of it. But with the confidence piece, how do you think confidence plays a role in helping to reduce that stigma as well? I think when you're confident, you're secure with who you are. You're secure with a bad performance. Uh, One bad performance doesn't define you. Um, You don't really care what people are saying or thinking about you. And if, 
if you think about that, that's what leads most of us to mental health issues. We get depressed or down or, or struggle with worrying how we're going to be accepted or what people are thinking. So again, I don't want to say that's the end all be all, but I think if we help everyone have a good baseline of confidence, it allows you to adapt and handle a bad stretch or a bad game or a bad season even, um, or, or something bad in the classroom or in life in general. Thanks for that, Tammy. I know you mentioned confidence. Could you share a story of one of the biggest transformations you've seen with an individual or a team? I've seen numerous, but this one's going to be first and foremost on my brain because it just happened this past year. Belmont Women's Soccer in Nashville, I work with them every season. They started off this past year about as bad as a team could start. They had so much adversity. Everything was just going against them, injuries, losing in the last three seconds, um, the next game giving up a goal in the first minute, and that was the only goal scored, but they lost. I mean, it was just like, if it could happen, it was happening to them. Several bus breakdowns where they're late. To, I mean, it was bad. Did not win a game the first month, only won one after two months of the season. And I've never seen a group of individuals stay alive mentally. I call it finding that this is good find the good in what was happening so they could stay alive for something different or better to happen. And then just how the, the season ended, they ended up winning their conference championship and getting to go play North Carolina in the tournament, which was, I mean, most teams or individuals at that point have given up and thrown in the towel. But how they were, and they received everything I said. It wasn't necessarily what I said, but they were open and had an open mindset to continue growing. So you mentioned explaining to them finding the good, and I think maintaining that positive mindset in adversity is huge to controlling the outcome as best as possible. So to that effect, with you really transforming this team, was there any type of exercise that you recommended as well? Or was this just a group meeting with them and you just kind of got them on board? How did you carry that message uh, through the team for them to actually take it to heart and act on it? So again, I have my regular sessions with them through the season and there were so many, but I have to adjust obviously as things happen or don't happen. Um, I told, I, I, there's an African folklore that's called This Is Good, um, which is kind of how I come, have come up with that phrase. And it's actually led into the recent book I put out. Um, but I tell them the story, and it was mainly to tell them to catch the newcomers up to speed. Because uh, I've told them every year, some teams grab a hold of it, some teams just kind of roll their eyes and think it's cheesy. And again, the returners had heard it. And I asked her to turn to tell it. Well, she stands up, great personality. She tells it completely wrong, adds to it, but it still the message was the same. And they all laughed. And it became just like, I think her unique way of telling it became the motto for them. We get scored on, this is good, this is good. You know, people are looking at us like we're crazy. But once I saw that they took that, then I built exercises and activities around it. So my thought was, okay, how do I get them to see this approach? Um, I have a formula that I call the formula for success. And that's unity plus positive emotions are going to equal success at whatever you do. You may not win the championship, but you have success. And so most of our exercises or activities were, 
how do we create this connection and unity or how do we build positive emotions or both um, to me positive emotions come from staying in the moment and if we have a negative emotion it's from looking in the past or worrying ahead so we did a lot of exercises of, of helping us stay in the moment as well that formula is so great I'm, i like wrote it down because i'm like i don't want to forget this <laughs> thanks for sharing that i think the unity piece of the formula is so interesting because you know a team is so much more than just the athletes who play the game it's it's obviously the coaches it's the support staff that helps them physically it's the parents so speaking on that level when you're noticing that an athlete, one in particular individual or a team as a whole is kind of struggling with either confidence or mental health overall. Like what are some things that can be done to provide additional support? What should parents and coaches be looking for as little red flags? I, th I think your body language gives you away. So when I'm working with individual, obviously is a little bit easier because I can talk more one-on-one -on -one and you have that connection. But when I'm working with a team, or challenging a parent, your body language gives you away nine out of 10 times. When you feel good about yourself, you're carrying yourself tall, and I call it big, be big. Um, but the slouching, the, the face expressions give so much away. So to me, that's the first key. Um, also hearing their self-talk. What are they saying out loud about themselves? We can't see what they're saying, but they will give hints. Um, so I think then, once you see that, trying first of all, be proactive, but second of all, once you see it, how do we then get them back to rephrasing their thoughts or their self-talk or carrying their body language? We can create any emotion that we want through how we carry ourselves and the thoughts we say to ourselves. If, if I were to say, I'll give you $100 to start crying right now, how would you do it? I mean, I would just start thinking about the most sad thing I could possibly imagine and just sit, let it flow. <laughs> I'd have that yeah. hundred dollars. You wouldn't be smiling right now, would you? <laughs> no, no, no. But I'd be a hundred dollars richer and I'd be smiling later. <laughs> and, and now let's flip it. If you had the worst day possible and I said, I'll give you a hundred dollars, if you turn it into a good mood, how would you do that? Like you, I have this practice of like, this is good because. So I think about like, when something's going really bad, like why is this good? Like what good could come from this? And then I make a list of like five to 10 things. And so if I focus on that, then I can see like, oh, there's a light at the end of this tunnel and I can turn it around. So. And your body language is changing. Yeah. Without knowing. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's the whole idea. If we want to be confident, then start saying something confident or remembering a past performance where we were mm -hmm. confident and we're going to change our body language. Mm-hmm. So really those two things, we can create almost any mood that we want, but we just too often go with how we're feeling. So I think the proactive piece has to be getting our youth and our athletes to understand that. So they have developed those skills to start to change that. I, I think the worst thing coaches or parents can do is to say, be confident. Because if you're not confident and I'm like, come on, be confident then that just creates more of an internal, well, I'm trying. It's not like you're trying not to be confident. And then that just creates kind of a, a you know, an avalanche of negative feelings and frustration because you can't be. So I think it's getting down to asking them to change their thoughts or finding that this is good or getting their body language better or visualizing something positive or productive happening. 
this is also fascinating to me. I'm an athlete and coach myself. And I think it's so empowering what you mentioned that you can basically manifest the results that you want just by the way that you think or feel. So you've worked with so many teams, Tammy, and individuals and had a great amount of success across the different people that you've worked with. Have you found there to be a common issue that holds them back between their potential and their performance? Gosh, there's so many, but I, but when you asked me that, the first thing that jumped off, off the top of my head is their self-talk. Um, I, I think so many athletes, they're either, I call it talk the talk, they're talking the talk, but they don't really believe it, or it's just negative self-talk, but they're almost doing it to stay in a comfort zone. So in case they do better, they feel like, oh, okay. But in case I didn't do well, then, well, that's what I expected. Um, so I, I think self-talk is probably the foundation of a lot of our emotions and mental health or lack of confidence. A question that I have based off that, and this may circle back to what we've already discussed, but have you found there to be a good solution to that if the athlete or team is struggling with that self-talk, whether it is just talking the talk or being negative self-talk? What has been a good solution to that? Uh, again, every brain is different. So, you know, I try to provide as many possible, hey, take, take one technique and use it to help you. You know, one thing that helped me growing up, I, I was a very negative brat on the tennis court and could chunk my racket and get frustrated. Well, my dad made me wear a rubber band. And so every time I had a negative thought, I had to pop myself and replace it with a positive. So it helped me develop that habit. I wear a rubber band still today more for looks now to remind me, kind of as a, a symbol. Some people that doesn't help, some people don't need to wear a rubber band, they're gonna hurt themselves. <laughs> but another thing I do is positive or productive, P squared. Let's change everything. When I hear the negative talks, getting them to change it. Because most of our self-talk is just habits. I, I read a study that we have 90% of the same thoughts that we had yesterday. And so it just becomes habitual. So it's, first of all, making them aware some simple way of making them aware that they're talking negative. Because half the time when I'm talking to athlete, oh, I didn't realize that was negative. Oh, okay. And then giving them some skills to rephrase. You know, find, hey, okay, well, you told me that. Now what's the good in this? Or, you know, so there's a lot of different things. Um, one technique, or I shouldn't say technique, but exercise is at the end of every practice or the end of every performance, you have to find five specifics. I don't care if you won or lost. So getting them again to start focusing more on what is happening instead of what didn't. So I, I could go on with different exercises, but it's, again, I think that's where relationships are important because working with you, I have to know what's going to help you the best. That's such a true thing. It's very individual. Like you have to speak the language of the person that you're working with and really understand how they learn. And it sounds like, I mean, I'm kind of get, I'm gathering all the information that you've already said, but it seems like you're really saying that confidence is a learned skill and it's not necessarily something that you're just like, oh, I have confidence and I don't have confidence and I will never get to the point where I do have confidence. Yes, definitely. And I think uh, one of the most the biggest misconceptions is that we're born with it or without it. And my belief is it's just like any physical skill. We need to work at it daily. What we do think and say every day builds our confidence or cuts down our confidence. One thing I put out each month for free just to kind of emphasize that is my monthly confidence calendar. And each day it gives you one thing 
like Tuesdays, talk the talk Tuesdays. So it's something about your self-talk. Um, Wednesday is walk the walk Wednesday. So it's something about your body language and how you carry yourself. Um, but yeah, I could go on about the calendar, but the whole idea, if you work at it every day, like your physical skills, then you're going to have a good baseline of confidence. No, you may not be the most confident person out there, but you're going to have a level that makes you secure and comfortable with yourself. I think the confidence piece is huge in athletics and in life in general. So with that mentality obviously plays a huge part in realizing an athlete's potential in their sport. Do you have any tips or exercises for our listeners that they could help to develop that confidence and mental wellness? Subscribe to my calendar. It's free, first of all. <laughs> and second of all, it's, I, I wrote The Confident Athlete and in it, I've developed four things that I have found from my journey because I, I'm living proof that you can develop confidence. In high school, I was only as confident as my last shot or last good grade or even last comment from a coach. So it's been my, ex, you know, exploring to find out, but it's your talk. So let's work on changing our talk. You know, we've already discussed that a little bit. Let's work on how we carry ourselves, uh, even our face expressions. Because when you smile, it, it's funny, it seems so simple, but it really does help your confidence because it relaxes your body and, you know, releases endorphins. Um, the third thing is see it, be it, which is your visualization and also the image that you see of yourself. So one exercise is, Describe the image you want to see of yourself, and then let's start planning that in your, your brain. Um, then the fourth thing is preparation. It's hard to be confident when you haven't put in the work. And with that's the physical work and the mental work. Um, you know, I'm trying to get in reps in my mind just as I do the physical piece. And one thing I think that affects confidence with athletes is too often they just go work on what they're comfortable with or don't want to be put in a stressful environment. But that's part of preparing. I want to prepare as much stress as I can. So if and when it happens, I feel more confident about it. Uh, so I feel like those are the four main things. Um, with that, I attach when your focus, obviously what you focus on grows. Uh, that's one of my favorite sayings. Um, and your focus comes from what you're thinking and how you're, you're visualizing stuff. But helping people change their focus. And one easy way to do that is through gratitude. If I'm focused on what I'm grateful for, it, it's amazing how the more confident people generally are more grateful and thankful. That's so, so I, true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gave a lot there, but th no. th those are my key concepts. That oh, that's fantastic. I mean, it's so true though. Like you, if you are grateful, you set the stage for more positive things to come into your life because you're kind of just putting it out into the world or to God or the universe, whatever that like, Hey, I, I can handle the small things and I can see the good in the small things. So like I can handle big things too. Right. Yeah, exactly. What are you excited about right now with what you're working on? What's next for you and where can people find you and connect with you and sign up for your calendar and all those things. What I'm excited about, I, I just released uh, my third book and it's called This Is Good. So in it, it tells about all of the exercises I used with Belmont Women's Soccer to help us cultivate the This Is Good mindset. So I've been really excited about virtually getting to talk about it. I haven't been able to have the physical book tours that you normally have, 
and, and at first I was not excited about all of the Zooms that I've had to do during COVID, but I, I've kind of had to apply my own lessons and like, all right, this is good. I'm learning new skills. So now I'm like looking and eager. Wh who can I get and talk to or who can I get on with and, and challenging myself? Um, and then most importantly, I'm excited about uh, keeping my fingers crossed that we're going to get back to somewhat of a normalcy with sports. And I miss seeing my athletes. I, you know, I get to see them on Zoom, but I just miss being in person and, you know, I, I miss that connection. So, yeah, that's that's what I'm most excited about. And hopefully, you know, we'll get back there. Um, but my goal is how many people can I reach in a year? I set that number. And so I, every day I think, okay, who can I reach? And I'll do our, our help. Some of that selfish because it helps me when I do it. So <laughs> as far as where you can find me, um, my website, Twitter, which I'm pretty active on. I have actually two Twitter accounts. One of them is just for confidence. Um, but on the website, you can sign up for the confidence calendar at the bottom of the first page, or you can send me an email, Tammy, T-A-M-I, at r2lc.com. Thank you. This was wonderful. All of the information you provided, I will include in our show notes section so that people can easily access links. I got a lot out of everything that you said, and I know that our listeners will as well. So thanks again so much for your insights. I, I love this topic. And I think it's so valuable. Oh, thank you for letting me, me share my passion and coming on. I appreciate it. This conversation is so inspiring on so many levels for me. But one thing I really love is how Tammy really highlighted becoming aware of our daily thoughts and how much negativity circulates in our minds without us even knowing. Totally. Her point about how confidence is a learned skill is so important. So many people just allow the sort of Debbie Downer mentality to stifle their greatness, but it just doesn't have to be that way. That's a fact I'm so grateful for. We can change our mindset and our focus with gratitude, just like Tammy says. Exactly. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and consider leaving us a review so others can find us more easily and then share it on your social media. If you know someone who would be a great guest on our show, please tell us their story by nominating them at our website, sportfeelslife.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>